0: Love that song and the way it was given. God bless you. Oh, I love that. So encouraging to see young people getting involved. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good, If you're glad you're here today, say it again. I love it. Live and breathe. Look at Matthew 13, if you will, the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13, look at one verse, verse 54, Matthew 13, 54, good crowd, good to see all of you today, I'll be at the door as you you leave, just to spend a little bit more time with you, remember the video just for a few minutes, at the end of the service, don't anyone leave, and I'll allow for that, and then the offering, if you will, for Operation Christmas Child. Matthew thirteen fifty four, And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence had this man this wisdom and these mighty works? I only have three words out of the verse. He taught them. That's what we'll look at this morning. Pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you for the privilege of being here. I really do mean that. Those are not just empty words. I'm so grateful for this blessing, for this good crowd, and all the singing, and the special, and the fellowship we have together. Now Holy Spirit, share with us wonderful words of life. Teach us things about our wonderful Lord until our lives are changed because of it. Bless this occasion and meet every need. And dear Lord, I praise you for all you do. We ask it in your name and with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you. Be seated learning is an ongoing process would you agree that Yep. from the time you're born you begin learning you learn how to talk you learn how to walk you learn how to feed yourself and tie your shoes and then you go to pre-k and kindergarten and elementary and junior high school and high school and college learning is a thing about life it's an ongoing process you choose a career how to make a living and then you go through orientation your boss or your manager teaches you how to work that job learning you're ever learning always learning it never stops but on a much higher level of learning there's this university of spiritual truth And our Lord Jesus is the master teacher. And he wants to teach you about himself. We have something here at 10 o'clock. It's called what? Sunday what? Sunday? School. Sunday school. You're here to learn, right? Learn about the Lord Jesus Christ. We're ever learning. And you never stop that until the day you go out into eternity. I love these three words. He taught them. Let's look at three simple things. First of all, he teaches us about his love. Not human love. This society knows nothing about real love. But they're not supposed to. They don't have the capacity. They don't have a relationship with God. So they don't know how to love properly. Am I right? We're not talking about human love here. We're talking about divine love. Now I want to ask you a question. Is our Lord qualified to teach you about divine love. Is he qualified? Of course he is. He's the master teacher. He is God himself. He created all things. He controls and sustains all things. He has perfect knowledge. He knows more than anybody you know. No. He knows everything. He's qualified to teach you about his wonderful love. And that's so exciting. I love to think about that. 1 John four sixteen about our Lord. We have known and believed the love of God that He hath toward us. God is love. He wants to teach you about redemptive love. How much He loves you. That He died for you. He didn't have to do that. He gave His life in your stead. Don't ever get used to hearing that. Someone loved you enough to literally die for you, and that was the Lord Jesus Christ. That's called redemptive love. He wants to teach you about that all your life. He wants that love to grow and grow and grow and mature and develop. And Romans 5.5 says, The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. the holy ghost that means it keeps on coming and keeps on growing and we keep on learning and it seals over into other relationships hey fellas you want to be a better husband Let the Lord teach you more about how much He loves you through redemptive work. Hey, ladies, you want to be a better wife? Let the Lord teach you about how much He loves you through redemptive work. You cannot love individuals. You cannot have a good relationship. It'll never be what it ought to be until God's love is spilling over into your own life and out into all these relationships. I want to be known for a loving fellow. Used to, when I was a kid preacher... I wanted to be known for how rough and tough and hard and bluff I was. I love the roar of the cannon and the smell of gunpowder. I love to fight. Anybody didn't like me, I love to mix it up with them. I was that way when I was younger. Thank God the Lord taught me to get out of that. I don't want to be known for how tough I am. I want to be known for how loving I am. And I want His love to be in me and overflowing and spilling out into every other relationship. I want to know about redemptive love. And by the way, you will ever be learning about that. Even in heaven you will be learning about it in all eternity even in heaven it'll be an ongoing process i know that because in revelation 5 john sees us already in heaven the rapture of the church occurs in chapter 4 we're already in heaven and john looks up and sees a multitude that's you who are saved he sees a multitude up there and they're singing a new song and here it is thou hast redeemed us by thy blood Listen, even in eternity, you will ever be learning more and more about how much God loves you. You You'll never figure it all out, not even in heaven. That's exciting to me. I can't wait to get there and start learning even more and more and more on a higher level of how much the Lord Jesus Christ really loves this little fellow. Isn't that exciting? So he's teaching us. He's teaching us about his love for us. John 3.16, most everybody in this room knows that verse. For God so loved the world and He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in them should not perish but have everlasting life. Someone said, one author said, that's an ocean of thought in a drop of language. You'll never exhaust John 3.16. You'll never figure out all that. You'll never plummet all its depths. You'll never figure out even John 3.16. He is teaching us every day about how much he loves us. I don't know about you, but I feel so right. I'm God's little child, and I know he loves me, and he lets me climb up on his lap and say, can we just talk it over today? And he says, sure, son, tell me all about it, because I love you with an everlasting love. I love to be loved, and I love to be loved on. Don't you? I love it. There's the second thing he's trying to teach us. If you'd like to know what it is, say amen. amen. Not only is he trying to teach us how much he loves us, but he's trying to teach us how well he looks after us. He looks after us. Psalm 34, 15, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. Proverbs 15:3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. He's always looking out for you. You may not know it, but the reason you're here today, and the reason you narrowly escaped a car accident, or some uh, de- debilitating disease that would take your life, it's not because you're lucky, or you have your rabbit's foot in your pocket. Listen, the rabbit had four; it didn't do him very good. Not a thing. Uh, you're doing a little bit better today. You're awake a little bit more today. But anyway, he looks after you. He does all the time. Let's make this a little more practical. Last week I took the car, uh, it's unusual to have to take a General Motors vehicle to get it repaired. Now, Ford, that's something else, but <laughs> anyway, not, not you, Rodney, your truck's amazing. But anyway, I, the engine light came on the car, and I drove it a few days, I called uh, the service manager at Ed Curb Chevrolet in Dalton, and uh, I thought it would be under warranty, but it wasn't. <clears throat> But anyway i took it there <clears throat> i had driven that car all over the place with the light on in uh, places a lot of light and a lot of people places over here at night not hardly anybody all over the place everywhere taking care of things right and left and it just kept going Brown just kept going just kept going but the engine light was on so i took it over there and i got there a little early and the door to the service department was down so I, I parked it in the parking lot, walked up to the service department, went in the side door, and I said, I'm here, Ron Banks and I've got an appointment. And they said, yeah, I see it. So uh, we'll raise the door, you bring the car on in. I said, okay, went out the car, started the car, brought it in, and shut it off, and hand in the, the what do you call that thing, the pod. Who ever heard of a pod? You used to have keys. But even the pod, went up to the waiting area, and about 15 minutes later, the service manager came up there and said, we had to push your car over to the technician's work area because it wouldn't start. I said, what are you talking about? I said, it started for me everywhere I've ever been. And it started and started and started. I started a moment ago when I pulled it in here. He said, it was dead as the door now. I said, what are you talking about? He said, the battery is gone. He said, and it wouldn't start and he said it was so dead that when the mechanic came out with his little wireless device and he was going to check the electrical system it pulled the power out of that (laughs) too and the first thing i said was what is going on and then the second thing that entered my mind because i'm a little slow thank god for watching over me huh it got me everywhere all over the place taking care of business Taking care of some of you, running here, running there, it never stopped, it never failed, not one time. Even when I got it at the parking lot and started up, brought it in there, but when I got it in there and handed him the pod, it wouldn't start anymore. Now that's calling looking out for somebody. Huh? The Lord is always looking out for you. And it's just small thing. Listen to this in Mark one, verses thirty and thirty-one. It was about Simon's, mother, Simon's wife's mother, Simon Peter's mother-in-law. She was sick with a fever. How many of you have ever had a fever? Is that a big deal? Well, it can be, but normally it's not. Simon Peter's mother-in-law had a fever. Now, listen to this. Jesus went to the back room, took some time, went to the back room, took her by the hand, and healed her of a fever. Huh? a fever those are smaller things this establishes a principle from the lesser to the greater from the lesser to the greater lesser things are not all that important greater things are much more important am i right if the lord would take care of lesser things he will take care of the greater things because it takes more energy more love on his part more focus on his part, and if he'll take care of things that are not that important, he'll take care of things that are even more important. Am I right? He'll take care of everything. Lesser things. You'll get a kick out of this. (laughs) Luke 12, verse 7, it says that the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Not counted, numbered. That means there's a record now you think, this is incomprehensible. There's 10 billion people on this planet with hair. Some of them have hair, some of them don't, but those do. 10 billion people, and God keeps a record in heaven of all 10 billion, and the hair's on their heads, and when one falls out, the record changes. That's incomprehensible. That's amazing, is it not? He keeps up with everything. You say, Brother Ron, number something about your hair. It's getting a little thin in the back. Well, it's a little thin, but who wants fat hair? (laughs) I'm talking about little, but the hairs of your head, come on. The hairs of your head are numbered. He takes care of everything. He looks out. He watches. He watches everything. Nothing escapes his sight. Amazing. He looks out for us. There are greater needs than the hairs on your head, right? There are greater needs than maybe having a fever sometimes. You know what greater needs are? Your family. Huh? He looks out for your family. You say we're going through it right now, preacher. I don't know what we're going to do. He looks out for your family. He loves you. Aren't you grateful to Him for looking out for your family? He looks out for your finances. Money's not everything, but it gets you downtown where everything is. Boy, you missed that one all the way up wrong. Money, you have to have it. It's a means of exchange. If you don't have money, you get left out. Am I right? It takes money to operate this church. These lights are on because we paid the light bill. It takes money. God looks out for your finances. By the way, there's a good way, and I'm not talking about anybody in here, but all these do-gooders that want the government to give them everything, there's a good way to get around poverty, and it's a four-letter word, W-O-R-K. But the Lord gives you energy to work. The Lord opens doors for you to work. The Lord provides the opportunity for you to work. You can't even take credit for that. He does everything. He gets glory for everything. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning and put my shoes on if the Lord didn't enable me to do it. I mean, I couldn't draw my next breath for my next sentence. My heart wouldn't beat next. My blood wouldn't flow next. Nothing unless He allows it. He takes care of us. He looks out for us. Isn't He wonderful? And your future. He looks out for your future. He wants everyone in this room to be in heaven with him. He loves you so much that he left the vacancy in heaven and came down here so he could go back and have you with him. He loved you enough to die for you so you could be in heaven with him. He looks out for your future. Wonderful. And then the final thing is this. He teaches us, and this is very elementary, he teaches us so we can learn. He teaches us so we can learn. Mark 10, verse 1, and he taught them again. And he taught them again. He's ever trying to teach you things about himself, about yourself, about your family, about relationships, about your future. He's ever trying to teach you. Psalm 25, verse 4, teach me, teach me, O Lord. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a teachable spirit? Can He teach you anything? Or is your mind like concrete, all mixed up and permanently set? Can't teach you anything. You're stubborn. I hope you're not that way. He wants you to have a teachable spirit. Every one of us ought to be like a big sponge and say, Oh, teach me, oh Lord. Teach me. I'm 73 years old. I know what you're thinking. Preacher, you don't look a day over 60. You're very kind. But I'm 73 years old. But listen, you know, Sherry, you know what I'm learning about myself the older I get? I don't know near as much as I thought I did. There's a whole lot more I need to learn, and I want to be taught. I want to be taught. I want to be everything I could be. Listen, I can't be more than I should be unless I know how. I've got to learn how. I can't be a better husband if I don't learn how to be a better husband. I can't be a better pastor if I don't learn how to be a better pastor. I have to be taught. And you have to be taught. And he's the master teacher. Now there's some things if you don't learn, if you're ignorant of, the consequences are very serious what you don't know can destroy you first of all about salvation oh my there's so much confusion listen you can go downtown Calhoun tomorrow and you can get on Wall Street and you can stop a dozen people and you can say hey what do you think it takes to get to heaven and you'll get six or seven different responses People are so confused about what it takes to get to heaven. Am I right? You'd think after over 2,000 years of gospel preaching by the Christian church, everybody knows know what it takes to get to heaven. But there's so much confusion, they have to learn. <coughs> they don't know. I saw the lady the other day, 30 years old, and talking about what you don't know can ruin you. She said, now, I've been living with my boyfriend for... good long while man. I've had two or three miscarriages and she said uh, I'm smoking pot but she said I'm cutting back on it and she said the reason I did is because I rededicated my life to the Lord the first year now does that ring out right to you rededicated my life to the Lord no that lady needs to be taught about salvation. What she does not know can send her to an eternal hell. Am I right? You've got to be taught. You've got to learn. 1 John 5 13, these things have written in you that you may know that you have eternal life. And then what about a sound mind? How <laughs> to remain sane in an insane world? It is tough these days, is it not? losing your mind going to wit's end i mean so much pressure so many problems it can drive you up the wall how do you maintain a sound mind by learning what the word of god has to say about sanity and spirituality isaiah said that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee keep your thinking right keep your focus on the lord jesus christ you say preacher, now it sounds good in here on Sunday, but out there on Monday, come on, it's a working day world, and it don't work out there. It better work out there, or you ain't going to make it. It works out there. Was, there's a little girl, well, she's in her 30s now, I won't give her name, but I, when I was pastoring in Chattanooga, uh, her mother and dad were there and she had two two siblings and her mother and dad both were saved and she had a catholic background the mother did but the little girl when she was born uh we were there at the hospital oh precious little blue-eyed blonde and uh, such a wonderful little girl full of life full of love funny and she used to sing in church you know victory in jesus he sought me and bought me and she'd sing he shot me and dropped me she never could get that right she never could get that right <laughs> She was an amazing, amazing little girl. I don't know what's going on, but she had this on Facebook last week. Here's what she said, and I cried. She said, I fear I'm getting beyond the place of no return. I fear I'm getting beyond the place of no return. Oh, that little girl, I love her so. Watched her when she was born there in her 30's now something's going on in her, in her mind she's not letting the Lord teach her some things she's all mixed up in her thinking and what you don't know can destroy you it really can I love the words of the apostle in Philippians 4 I have learned I have learned in whatever state I'm in, whatever my life it's about, whatever my circumstances are, I've learned to be content. He watches over me. He loves me. He controls the things that touch my life. I've learned to trust Him. He's here to teach us today, the Master Teacher. Here to enlighten our minds and change our world and help us have a better quality of life. Help you to be happy and wholesome and go forward. And he taught them. Do you have a teachable spirit about you? Are you willing to learn? He wants to teach you about his love. Open up your heart and mind and let him bring that into your life. It will change your life. Are you willing to learn just how much he is looking out for you? That you're not here today by accident? You're not here today because you got lucky and you know you're just you know the cards fell in your play in favor of you. No, 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 you're here because he's looking after you. He's wanting to teach you today about salvation, his love for you. How he looks after you. Are you willing to open your heart and mind and let him come in and share all he has to share with you today? It's a wonderful world that he lives in and he wants you in. Let him help you today. Let's bow for prayer. Our musicians are coming. You've listened so well. I love you. I love being with you. In fact, I love you more than I did a week ago. Because the love of God grows and grows. It never stops. And I want you in on this. If you're not sure you're saved, get that settled today. Man, woman, boy, girl, get that settled. If you're here today with more than you can handle, your plate's running over. You don't know what you're going to do. There's nobody here going to criticize you. It may be our turn next. Life can be really tough. You may want to come and say, Lord, I got more and I know what to do with. If you don't help me, I don't know what we're going to do. He'll help you today. First of all, how many of you are saved to know it? Can I see your hand? I know the Savior. I'm going to heaven. Thank you. God bless you. Is there anybody in the room not sure a man woman, Lord, or a preacher, I'm not sure. I want to go to heaven, but I'm not sure I'm saved. Pray for me. Lift your hand up and put it down, just up and down. God bless you. Thank you. Preacher, I've got things going on. In fact, I don't know what I'm going to do if the dear Lord doesn't help me. He's going to teach you how much He loves you and wants to look out for you. Let Him help you today. Would you say, Preacher, I have a special need. Oh, oh, I do. And only God knows what it is. Pray for me. Would you lift your hand? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Let's stand, if you will, please, all in the building. And he wants to help you with that. If you'll come and let him, he'll whisper into your ear how much he loves you. And he'll meet your every need. You know why you're coming. So you just come on, Roger, what are we singing today? I said you want to prayer. You know it, sweet hour of prayer. Sing it with you. God bless you. Come on, please. Farewell, farewell, sweet hour of prayer. One day we won't have to pray anymore, but you may need to pray today. You can come for church membership as well. You're saved to know it, but you're not a member here, fellowship. We'd love to have you. You come for prayer, come for church membership. On this last verse, this is yours, just for you. Please come. God bless you. Let's sing it together. Uh, Will be there as well. And five o'clock, choir practice, six o'clock, the evening service.